Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you're here catching up with us. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation between two of our pastors from one of our online Sunday services. You can actually join us every Sunday for our online services. So make sure to head to c3victory.org.au for more information. G'day church, thanks so much for joining us online again, got Pastor Darren, Northwest Campus Pastor with us this morning, going to be talking through the message, which is going to be fun. Um, how good was campuses when we got to gather together? <laughs> I, miss, I miss our communities, right. uh, but I'm super pumped that we're able to connect uh, here online. Don't forget to, to send some love and some comments, let people know that you're there at the same time. Uh, I know it's a bit weird sometimes to comment uh, while you're listening, but it lets other people know you're there too. And it's the closest we get to being together at the moment. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to unpack a great scripture this morning, but I wanted, actually just wanted to take a very quick moment to say thank you uh, to those of you who are a regular part of our church community. We might have a lot of visitors online this morning. Welcome if you are visiting with us. But this thank you goes out to our regulars. Um, you guys are so incredibly generous. Um, the the week-to-week tide that has come in mm. over the last few weeks has just been uh, an incredible representation of the generosity that is yeah. at the heartbeat of our church. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you. I wanted to send a thank you on behalf of our senior ministers, Pastor Keith mm. and Janet, uh, for the way in which you continually and consistently uh, bring finance into the house of God so that we can continue to do uh, what we believe God is mm. calling us to, uh, both in this time right now that we find ourselves in, but also in the things that he's called us to for the future. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you this morning before we dive into the word um, and let you know how encouraged as a pastoral staff we've been mm. uh, with, with the character and the generosity of, of you guys. This morning, though, we, yeah. want, we want to dive in to a little passage in 1 Kings. Right. And I know you feel like God kind of put this on your heart to mm. share um, into the current context that we find ourselves in. And I thought it'd be good if maybe you wanted to read the section that we're going to unpack together. Yeah, um, cool. And if you've got your Bible, you can follow along. If you don't, uh, we have a little tab on the on the screen as you're watching there, uh, you can just click on it, it says Bible, and um, you can find the section that Pastor Darren's gonna be reading from, and you can follow along online right there on your screen. So I'll hand over to you, man, go for yeah, it. Yeah, sounds good. So we're in, we're in uh, 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, that's in the Old Testament, and uh, it's about halfway through the Old Testament, and um, uh, a little bit of background on this passage first, and that is that Israel has has been established for a long time now. They've yeah. had many kings, and the, the kings have been progressively getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, and it says just before this passage here, it says that Ahab became king of Israel, and he was one of the worst since since then. Like he was the worst king, did evil in the eyes of the Lord, like terrible guy. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so Elijah is told by God, go and talk to King Ahab and tell him there's not going to be any like rain on the land until right. you say so. Yeah. So this is the context that we find this passage in. 
Uh, the whole like area of Israel is in severe drought. It's like right. complete upheaval of society. Total life disruption. Like, total life disruption, yeah. which is kind of where we find ourselves right now. I get a, I get a sense there's a bit of a parallel, uh, quite, quite a few parallels between yeah, wow. this passage and where we find ourselves as a society right now because like you've been in quarantine for like how long all right social isolation or social distancing social for distancing, so long right? like, like we've you're got stuck our, at home our measure in, you know, that's right like i can't quite reach you we're huggers so uh, this is painful uh, it's really really hard right it's it's hard to not like, come come into the office and embrace some people uh, you know really miss meeting with you in our campuses but yeah. like this is the place that we find ourselves in right like as a society right now there's massive upheaval yeah, you know, yeah. and kind of similar to where um, Israel was at at this time. So there's a drought. It's super severe. We, we, we get this image from the text that there's, a, there's been a lot of suffering, a lot of death. Um, and, and there's a widow here that Elijah's being sent to. And she's gathering some sticks to prepare the final meal before her and her son die. Wow. So it's, yep. pretty, it's pretty dark, right? But um, this is going to be really good for us today. So I'm reading from verse uh, 9. And it says, uh, Go at once. This is the word of the Lord to Elijah. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I might have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. Sounds like a simple kind of request. Yeah, right? I love bread, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, you were making sourdough, like, I recently. Did. That's, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm going to try one of that, some of that one day. As surely as the <laughs> Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. And I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Super dark. Then Elijah says to her this powerful thing. He says, don't be afraid. Yeah, great. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have mm. and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So good. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah yeah. and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry, keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Awesome. I love. Wow. I'm just going to dive straight in. Yeah, do it, man. Um, but I love that this addresses probably one of the most relevant things that people are dealing with right now, and that's fear. Absolutely. I was reading a study the other right. day about, um, you know, the, the emotions that different generations are feeling right now. Yep. And fear, anxiety, worry, like they are, they are topping out Absolutely. across the board. Yep. Um, and this entire, the, almost the context of this story is a woman who is essentially completely afraid of her future absolutely um yeah afraid for her son afraid yep. for her her well-being afraid for her capacity right. to be able to provide 
uh, any sense of life beyond yep. this next meal. Right. And, and then Elijah obviously does something that, I mean, we're talking about faith and, and wisdom, foolishness last week. And it's like, wow, talk about what seems foolish to the world. Hey, you got one last meal? Mm. Or you just give that to me. Um, right. Like, really? Seems, I can imagine my response. I can imagine my response too. And, and you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm forgiven. Um, but Elijah right. just says straight to her, don't be afraid. Yes. Don't be afraid. I yep. think we need, we need to hear that yep. again and again. Don't be afraid. Right. Hey, don't be afraid. Right. Don't be afraid. I mean, she's, she doesn't have enough food. Right. Like, we're going to, it's one final meal and we're out. Like, that's it. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then, but like not even just not enough food, she doesn't have any hope. Wow. She doesn't have any faith. Yeah, yeah. Right? She can't, she can't see anything there's, improving. There's not enough. That's yeah. what she's dealing with. She's dealing with this very real space of there is not enough. It's, it's interesting, right? Like, so, so you were talking there, you know, she doesn't have food, she doesn't have enough. And it's interesting how much our emotions are come from what we're concentrating on. Right. Um, True. And I mean, I know that Elijah doesn't necessarily say, hey, don't be afraid, like look to God. But often in the New Testament, that, that is what we're encouraged to do. Right. right. You know, let's not look at the lack. Let's not look mm. at the circumstance so much that yeah. we allow it to overwhelm our emotional state mm. uh, to, to the point that, um, it's, it's consuming us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But balance our, our kind of our, our looking at the reality of the situation with looking at the reality of God. Yes. In our situation. Yes. Like the, right now, and this might be the case for you today, you know, like fear gets, has like a clear path. Like there's like a clear path or an open door to yeah, like yeah. our heart. And so what we have to do is, is, is close the door. Right. You know, we, I have to shift my focus. Yeah. I have to like, like, don't be afraid. Like she's like, why would I not be afraid right now? I have no food. There's nothing in my cupboards. I'm about to die. Wow. And he's like, don't be afraid. And so we have to close the door to fear. And just be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift. I'm shifting my focus right now. Yeah, my yeah. focus needs to be on who God is, not just what I have. Yeah, right? right. Because that's who God is is gonna shift what I have. Because if I'm lacking hope, I'm lacking faith. Then right. who God is, that's He's my source. Yeah, yeah. He's my source of hope, my source of strength. Now, and often, faith. often, often we're looking to the practical to solve the emotional. Totally. Right. And we, I, yeah. I think, you know, we were talking a little bit about this last week, Pastor Keith and I, around how we're looking for the answer, mm. um, but actually we may not get the answer. Uh, we might just have to stand on who God is wow. and trust. Right. Um, and it's, it's exactly what Elijah is saying in this situation. He, yep. he's, not, he's not exactly providing an answer. When he asks True. for the bread, when he asks for the <laughs> meal, um, he's, not, he's not giving her a solution to her, her problem right now. Right. You know, in many ways, he's almost making the practical elements seem worse. Totally. Um, Make something for me. Right. <laughs> taking, taking away more of what, you know, of, of the lack as it was. And yet it, he, he uses that situation that mm. would seem unwise yeah. to show 
the provision and and the the, right. the faithfulness of God. Yes. Uh, and bring who He is. Yes. In, into the picture. Right. Right. Um, I think the temptation is to look at the news and look at our situation and you know look at our bank account or whatever and to elevate the situation in our mind above wow. who God is. And we've just right. got to keep getting back to going, no, 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 God, you are God. You are sovereign. You are in charge. Yeah, yeah. You know, like not the situation. The situation submits to who he is. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's not no longer in charge because it just got too out of hand. He's still God. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you. And sure. um, like for me, I love that principle, mm. right? Um, and I would, I mean, I think I did a devotion on, on on that, right? But we've got more time here to unpack what that looks like practically, right? <laughs> so for me, yep. I my mind is both a huge strength and a weakness. I love to mm. analyze, which which is great for st- strategic thinking, but at the same time, therefore, I am often overanalyzing and, and mm. caught very much in an analysis of the situation as it is. Right. right? So for me, fear um, is very uh, prevalent because I'm always analyzing the reality of my situation. Right. What is one way, one practical way that you have found in your life that people can take like right now today and yep. go, I'm going to try to implement that because I struggle with this. I am, a fear does have a doorway in. It is in my mind. It is going around. I'm so aware right. of the current situation. I'm struggling to, to have an awareness of God. Yep. What's one strategy that you have worked out that works for you, knowing that we don't want to, we don't want to process and, mm. you know, stipulate, this, these are the 10 steps to you know, overcoming fear. Right, right, right. But some, there are sometimes things we find that work and people can try that. Can I, can I answer that with going to the next thing that Elijah says? Absolutely. Can we do that? We can do that. Because you yeah, kind yeah. of, that's a perfect segue to the next point that I was about to make. There you go. Right? Okay, because okay. This, is, this is how I do it, right? In a really practical way. Like he says to her, but first, but first. Right, and I was going to say, if you're writing notes, this is like point number one: is don't be afraid. Point number two is like put first things first. So, first again, first. let's break that. That's a that's that's a like, you know, <laughs> seek first the kingdom of God. Right. Lovely totally. Bible Matthew phrase. Matthew six thirty three. Look at you, scholar. Oh, dude, no, that's like my favorite <laughs> verse. <laughs> let's let's be practical. What does it actually look like for you to put first? How do you do that? It's got to be a daily habit. Right. Right? And like so, like, the word, prayer, just creating space for God to speak. Right. Like every single morning, I'm, I'm up, I've got my coffee, I'm looking out the window, I'm just creating first space. First. first things first. Coffee. Well, yeah, okay. Coffee and Jesus. Yeah, they're, you know. <laughs> coffee with Jesus. It's first things first, right? It's a soul, man. That just, it helps me. Are you no, talking about Jesus or coffee? Coffee, right? Yeah. Oh, look, you know, scripture says pray with an alert mind. I like to think that caffeine yeah, does help go. me be alert in the morning. But right. All jokes aside, there are some, some things that you have put totally. in place totally. to, to establish a focus on God yeah. before you focus on everything else. Everything else. Yeah. 
So like before my phone comes off the charging station in the kitchen, right? Right. So like I don't look, I don't touch my phone until I've touched my Bible and Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know, like until I've created space for God to speak and for my soul to find that rest, you know, in Him first. Yeah, yeah. Like it's God first. Wow. Like first right. things first. You know, Seems like, simple, but it does. But like, 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 look what happened when she was obedient, right? Right. So, yeah. so he says to her, "But first, do this," and she goes, "Radio, yeah, wow, man of God's come." Like he's God's representative in that moment there, and 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 what happens when she goes and uses up her last bit of oil and flour, makes a cake of bread. Okay, there you go. We've got nothing left, and mm. he's like, "Yeah, but hang on a minute. This is what's happening." You know, now you've got enough flour. Yeah, there'll always got, be. There's, there's always going to be enough. There's going to be enough. There's going to be enough. Like, and isn't that the biggest fear right now? Is that I'm not going to have enough, right? Or that I'm yeah. not. Gonna, I haven't got enough hope. I haven't got enough strength to get through this. I haven't got enough strength for I'm, my family. I'm not enough. Well, that's exactly right. That I'm, you know. Yeah, that I'm insufficient, we, and you know, that's another whole set of yeah, series of messages. Thought, we won't right? dig into that too much. You know, <laughs> the, the insecurity. Epidemic right. of our age, but but if we put God first, we we have enough. Yeah, yeah. I have enough in Christ, like through my relationship with Jesus. I, I have enough. I have enough hope and yeah, peace I think it's and joy. it's one of those things that we fall into the trap of assuming maturity in our relationship with God will move us beyond needing that. Mm. Because, because our, our whole, and again, I'm probably leaning a little bit into last week and how we talked about like we are raised in this context and this culture that says, you know, you, you start off simple in your learning and you leave behind the simple to get to the complex. Yeah, right. right? But, but our spiritual journey and our relationship mm. is built on the fact that actually we, we, yeah. we never graduate the simple things. Right. We right. never graduate from our dependence on God. That's right. Like, I think that what we do, um, certainly what I've been doing through this time of crisis, and I've, like, I've become aware of, of this, yeah, yeah. Is, is that I actually don't look to God for peace. I look to something for relief. Yeah, well. And so what we need to not, like what I need to retrain myself and, and, and daily getting up and before everyone else in the, in the, in the family is up, I'm sitting in the yeah. lounge room with my physical paper Bible, you know, and I've got my, you know, and my journal and it's just me, my coffee, my Bible journal and Jesus. Um, and it's actually just really kind of reframing the world before wow, the day. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just so powerful. But I'm not just, I'm training myself to not just seek out relief for my situation, mm. I'm training myself to seek out God for his peace, yeah. God for his strength or his joy. It's funny. Right? I mean, even like even in that, I have discovered that those things that I'm looking for, peace, joy, mm. hope, I actually find that when I create the time to seek or, you know, find God just, just for God, Right. They become a byproduct. But I, I have found, like, just to be completely honest, I, I have found that when I seek God for peace, mm. I, I often find that I'm getting stressed in my seeking because I'm not getting peace 
because I'm seeking God for peace <laughs> and I'm not getting it and so it's not sure, working. And, sure. and, and so I've, I've actually had to let go of that and just, yeah, wow. and just, just be like, God, I, I just, I, I just want to actually find you. I want to be just with you. That's great. Um, and it's, it's been different and, you know, mm. moments of silence, just, but just me and him. Yeah. But I leave and there's these byproducts. Totally. Peace and totally. joy and hope and yeah. this, this stability in me and those sorts of things. Right. Anyway, let's... But I, I love that she, she had enough. Like, we, we, we're, we're kind of wrapping up here, but I love that she didn't just have enough for her, that she had enough for her family. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that, that's what God's been saying to me lately. Like, you're actually, this is a great opportunity for you to not just receive something fresh from me, yeah. but to lead your whole family into a fresh space. I think, I think, yeah. I mean, what an opportunity we have mm. right now where we've been in many ways encouraged. I don't want to use the word forced, in, in, strongly encouraged <laughs> to spend a lot of time just with our family. Right. Uh, Rachel and I were commenting just the other day about how many families we saw out just together having a little yeah. walk. Totally. abiding by social distancing but it was it was awesome mm. and we have such a, a huge opportunity yep in that space right now that's right but not if we're in lack that's right not if i'm like in this space of fear right because i am worried that i won't have enough because that's what you're going to translate into that space totally totally so right. i need to be like i, I need to lead myself into that space where I'm with yeah. Christ, I'm yeah, with yeah. God, I'm in the presence of God. Sometimes I have my phone there just for some music, yeah, yeah. you know, um, just because sometimes, the, you know, you, you wake up and sometimes your brain's already churning, right? You, you know that one. Yep. But, but most of the time it's just let's sit in complete silence. Yeah, yeah. And wow. just let the presence of God come before any other information yeah. hits my world. Yeah. You know, I just want to be at rest, let my soul find this place of peace with the Father Great. so that I've got enough for my family, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's actually more than enough for me. That's great. Right? We're not meant to just have this reservoir and it's just full enough yeah. so that at the end of the day, I'm empty. I actually want to have this place of overflow. Jesus talks about the streams of living water are flowing yeah. from us to totally. others, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's part of the testimony of who we are as, as believers, right? right. Like I'm not, I don't just have just enough for me. I actually, she had enough for her family. That's she right. She put first things first. She was not afraid. She chose to trust God. And then she had more than enough. That's awesome. More That's than enough. awesome. More than enough hope for your family. Like if your kids see that you're stressed out all the time, guess what happens to them? Yeah, translates. But your kids see that there's peace going on, that mum and dad are, you know, walking around with a, a yeah. level of settledness and right. this is okay and God's got this. Yeah, I think like we're going to land this plane super soon. But in that, I think there's an incredible pressure on parents to feel like they have to have an answer. Right. to give to their kids right. in times like this. True. And sometimes I actually think we need to be okay with not having an answer, yeah. except that our answer is I have a relationship with God and that's Come enough. Come on. That's enough. Absolutely. Uh, that's Absolutely. What, what I get 
in my interaction with him, in, in the, my relationship with him, uh, that it's so real, the hope and the peace and the joy that I find in that place. Totally. I'm okay not knowing all of the why, how, what. Right. Um, and I know that that translates in certain ways of different age demographics of children and things like that. But as mm. parents, we need to be okay with, with taking the opportunity that uncertainty provides us mm. to demonstrate what it looks like to have an authentic relationship with Jesus in the midst of not having answers. Yep. Um, that, I think, is where it is demonstrated right. way more clearly than, than when it seems like everything is going well and yep. yeah. Heaps of money in the bank and yeah, this is great and we're going out all the time or whatever. The, the anchor looks and is seen to be more functional in a storm than, right. than it's necessarily seen to be working in a calm sea. Totally. Uh, and I want to encourage every parent right now, mm. don't be afraid to not have the answer uh, and to direct the questions right. and the discussion to what right. you do have. It's good. Um, relationship with Jesus and explain yeah. to your, your children how, for you, that's enough. Um, and and I, I mean, I know we have a number of visitors watching with us this morning. And thank you so much for watching right. and listening. And I hope that it, it bless you and encourage you. Mm. But the, the truth is that you may not have what we're talking about. Um, you might not have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, you may never have heard mm. that you could. You, you might, this might be the first time maybe that, that you're wow. hearing um, the God of the Bible yep. um, loves you, that, that Jesus, his son, um, wants to have a relationship with you. And um, I'd, I'd love to give you an opportunity right now, actually, to, to even begin that relationship. Mm. Or maybe, maybe you just take a step towards that. Maybe you're not sure right now that you want to dive right in but you'd like to discuss, ask some questions a little bit. Uh, right now on, on our online screen there, uh, uh, one of our moderators is going to put up something that you can respond to. Uh, and if you click that, someone is going to engage in a conversation with you about a relationship with Jesus. But if you get a sense in your heart right now, uh, mm. you're just like, man, I need this. I want a relationship with Jesus. I didn't even know he loved me, but I, I, I want to know him. Mm. Um, then I would love so to, to pray with you right now. Um, and you know, the truth about having a relationship with Jesus is, is it, it's three things. First of all, we acknowledge that we need him. Mm. That in our humanness, uh, we're not perfect, we're broken. And out of that brokenness, uh, we do what the Bible would say is it's called sin. Uh, it's the things that separate us from God. Uh, we acknowledge that, yep, that's me, I do that. Uh, number two, uh, we, we make a decision to believe in Jesus, right. that he was the son of God, that he came to earth, he died on a cross for you, for me, uh, for, for Pastor Dan, and that he was buried mm. and on the third day he rose again. And when he did that, when he rose again, he created an opportunity for you to be forgiven of all of that sin that we were talking so about good. before. And the third thing is that we just, we, we say out loud, we confess that, mm. that God is God, that he's, he's a God of the universe and we want him to come and have a relationship with us. Good. So if that's you right now, let me pray for you. And, and can you just click that so that we can talk with you and talk you through what it looks like to have a relationship that's with good. Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your son, Jesus. I thank you that you, you sent him to earth. I thank you that he lived here, that he died for us. Lord, I want to thank you right now. And I want to pray for every person that is responding 
uh, whether right now to begin their relationship with you or, or maybe just to talk about what that looks like. God, I pray for them. I pray that uh, your Holy Spirit would be uh, just speaking to them, uh, nudging them in their heart, speaking to their soul. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you uh, that you love us so much, that you sought us out, that, that you came after us, that you did everything that was needed so that we could have a relationship mm. with you. Lord, I want to pray for every person right now uh, that they would find contentment in their relationship with you. Right. That they would know that you are enough. Come on. That they would find a peace in not having to know every answer. Mm. But that they would uh, right now know that they don't need to be afraid, that you are with them, you mm. haven't left them. Uh, and God, you are, you are working all things together mm. for their good. In Jesus' name. So good. Amen. Amen. Man, great, man. great chat this morning. Great word. That's good, man. Thanks. That was awesome. Get Loved into it. it. Absolutely. Church, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, join us again next week online. I think we're going to be doing part two with Pastor Keith on faith and wisdom. Whoa. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited and I hope that you can join us. Wow. Have a great day or maybe have a great evening and we'll see you next weekend. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.